All right, the Audible's on the air. John, you know, I was listening to the Audible. Uh, I was listening to the Audible the other day, and, you know, I, 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 for the first time, and, and I heard, the, we had a little music, a little music Background intro. Background music? No, a little, oh, little intro right music coming in. I, I felt, you know. I never got the memo I, about I the pretty, approval of that, though, but it is nice. I felt pretty privileged. We have our own, it's shitty music, but it's yeah, least, just, that's what I mean. it's a lead up. It's we a should at least be us. able to give the nod. That's this, right. We, we should, approve of this we music. We should be able to pick our own music. Absolutely. Right? We talk about that. Yeah, a little Frank Sinatra rolling in or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, it up every Same week. Like little Dean Martin, maybe, or something along that line would fit kind of my my uh, my musical taste. Some rock and roll point. at times would be nice. Kimbo Camper, John Congemi here with you with the post draft uh, audible. And and John, I got to tell you, I, I had a chance to go to um, to Nashville for the draft. You survived number one. I survived number one. Look, I stayed away from the crowd. There was a lot I, of people I, there, there a, Bo. You know, they they said I, I saw something yesterday <laughs> or the other day. Um, where they said there were 600,000 people Ooh, came to Nashville man. for the draft. That's we're unbelievable. For the draft. What a scene on it, TV. It, it was a mass of people. Well, I, I'm looking down. I'm looking at, you know, we're sitting in the, you know, we, we were kind of in a compound right where the stage was. To the left of the stage was the green room, and then right behind the green room was the whole media area. Okay. So we're right we're right there. And so, you know, we'd been out, and, and but we're indoors now kind of doing our stuff and getting ready for what we had to do. And all of a sudden, I look up on the screen, and I see, I see the crowd down going down Broadway, and just doesn't stop. I'm going, my God, where did all those people come from? But it was, uh, you know, it's funny the in in the NFL, for the NFL now, and I talked to a, a, a handful of people while I was there about it. You know, the draft has become the second biggest day in the National Football Super League. Super Bowl number right. one, draft. draft day number yeah, two. Yeah, I, I agree know? with that. It, it looked like a sea of people, Bo, from from the water's edge where, yep. where the Titan yep. Stadium is, yep. all the way up. Yep. And every bar, I mean, it's so cool because every bar has, you know, the uh, lights of the signs yeah, are on and, yeah. and you get that feel of what it is to be in yep. Nashville. And you really, the people that turn out from every team, every organization well, well, were, were represented. Was, you know what? It, it's When I when I flew up, uh, I flew up <clears> on Wednesday and, and I, I think everybody on that plane – was headed there for the draft. Yeah, I maybe mean, a handful weren't. Well, but but and, and like you said, everybody was represented. I saw Steelers. Yeah, I everybody. saw Bucks. I saw you know every jersey you could think of was represented. And uh, and I tell you, Nashville was a perfect place for it because you know it's a small downtown. Right. You know it's nothing, that one main yeah, road. Right. It's nothing. Right? But it's not spread out. It's yeah. right Broadway, and yeah. that's it. You know. And you know the only people that were disappointed the whole weekend I saw. The bachelorette parties. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Logan and I, Trey, John, we, we, we were, Jason, we were all talking well, I don't, about I, Jeff. I don't know why they should be upset. Because if you look at that crowd. That's bad planning. You, you, you look at that crowd that, that, that was there covering it. What, all the 40 to talk, 1? So it's like, so you got all these bachelorettes, you know, they're they're single or they're the ones getting married. Right, you know, right. They're single. You know, all guys like Logan and Trey hanging out. You know, good livestock there. Oh, good male livestock time. in big town. Time. You know, and they so there there's opportunities there. It you was know? forty to one. Guys with one eye, guys with three eyes, Patch. You know, guys that weighed three hundred and fifty five pounds. Hey, a lot of two, a lot of face you know, paint, a lot, lot of masks. Of face, yeah, well, yeah, you had all the good stuff there. All the, all the cream of the crop. <laughs> Some helmets. The cream of the crop. Spikes oh, coming out of their shoulders. You, you imagine that collection of diehard football <laughs> fans that that converged on Nashville. Oh man, it was great. 
good stock for all the bachelor parties. Match or that up with, with, with all the diehard country western <laughs> yeah, fans right. over yeah. there. You get a perfect mix. Yeah, yeah. There was there was some uh, there was some spaces in the teeth in the in the dental areas <laughs> around town there. But uh, what the heck, you know? It's Nashville. You're hey, we had a great time. But it, it was it looked great. like and a I, great time. And I tell you what, the, the, the NFL they they know how to do it, man. I, I mean, John, you go in there and it was. You know, everything was just, it, it, it was so easy to get around and everything. And I, I think they did a great job there. I think the city you, did a great I, job. It was, it was nice. Where are they having, is the rumor Vegas? Vegas next year. Is, is that where? Heard, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that'd be, oh, forget you know, it. But, but you know about Vegas, Vegas, Vegas to me will swallow up the draft. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas Nashville, it was, it was, it was all in. The spotlight was right it was there. All in, Nashville yeah. was all in, you know, you couldn't go anywhere. Whereas you know in Vegas they 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 do many so so many big events that yeah you know, I, I just think it'll kind of get swallowed up you know yeah compete but it, with Britney Spears it'll be fun. I have to go check it out you well know? yeah, I, yeah. I think Logan I already volunteered next year <laughs> Trey Trey was hot on the list that yeah. whoever's getting he the short straw down. Trey got knocked down yeah he's not making I think it. so well it's tight yeah. they've already put in though for so it. so if you're a Dolphin fan though John I I think when you look back at the weekend you look at what transpired from start to finish. Um, Got to feel pretty good about it. You know, the first pick, uh, pick uh, Christian uh, Wilkins, you know, I, I kind of, when, when I first heard his name, and I, and I knew how good of a player he was, but I know I go, geez, I thought, you know, I, I was thinking edge rusher. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not going the quarterback, then, then and, I, and I thought the kid, uh, Farrell, the, yeah, the kid. He went four. I, I figured he's the guy that probably would kind of be there. I thought and, it would and, flip. And would, exactly. I thought he would be, gone. I thought Wilkins would be gone, long gone before 13. And I thought Farrell would be the guy that would be there. That you look at another great player from Clemson. You know, three three of those three of those guys from that defensive front in Clemson got drafted in the first round, and the fourth one got drafted a little bit later on. How how good was that defensive front? How and how about the culture? I got to yep. speak with uh, Dabo Sweeney over yep. the weekend in the last couple of days, and he said he talked with the Raiders and John Gruden and um, and the and the new general yeah. manager. And, what, and Mayock, yeah. Mike, Mike Mayock. Mayock yeah. and, and the the biggest thing they said was they complimented him and the culture that Clemson sets. Right. We want to bring that culture to the Raiders. Yeah. We want guys that will bring that work worth ethic, the the belief in winning yeah. and, and the way they work at it and the way they do it off the field, on the field. That's what they want yeah. for the Oakland Raiders moving forward. And we've got you could arguably say one of the kingpins yes. of that culture setting and, and what Dabo's trying to recreate every yeah. year when he recruits in Christian well, Wilkins. Well, it, it, didn't, it didn't take long to figure out what kind of guy this was. First of all, you know, he comes up and I got to give Roger Goodell some credit. He leaned into it pretty good. But you know, there was he, he no taking that one. He didn't one. see it coming, but he so he had to lean. You got to lean into it, and, and and that began. I think that began began the the love affair with Dolphin fans and and Christian Wilkes just to see the kind of you know passion he has for for everything he does. And here's a kid that drafted with a got his master's in two and a half yeah. years. You know, was a three time All American, a disruptor, and and John. We don't know what this Dolphin defense is going to look scheme wise, but if everything that we're kind of hearing is that it's going to be a hybrid scheme, a three-four, a four-three, you may have two guys down with their hand in the dirt and, and five guys. You may standing. have nobody. You may in have the, nobody yeah, down yeah. there. You may have that little kind of everyone just kind of wandering around, and and then you go. But you look at this guy; he could play nose tackle for you. He could play. He could be a two-gap defensive end for you. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm I'm assuming in a four-man front, 
You could probably kick him out to the end, but he's yes. probably that, that inside tackle guy. And Look, you saw him running the football. You saw him throw the football to him. This guy, for 315 pounds, 6'3 and a half, he, he's just an athlete. I don't know that we've seen an athlete of his size uh, around here. I, I can't remember when we've seen somebody like that. Well, I guess the biggest word in the draft over the last uh, you know week has been versatile. And when you talk about the Miami Dolphins, that's what they wanted to do on defense, that they wanted to get guys that can play multiple positions. And actually during the draft, right after the Wilkins pick, and we went live on an all-22 yeah. breakdown, and you can get it at dolphins.com. You can get it at all social media outlets for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we did it on every draft choice, and and the guys put a lot of work and did a great yeah. job doing it. And, and our first one was Christian because he's picked at 13, and we talked about him being at a nose tackle and being blocked and being able to pursue and run like yeah. a, a tight end downfield to catch a running back from Auburn from behind. Yeah. Then we showed him in the three technique, splitting a cut block and a two, double team and making tackles for loss. 41 yeah. tackles for loss in his career You know, as a member of that Clemson defense. Then we showed him as a two technique, taking on the Y tight end behind, right. you know, behind the tackle keeping leverage, but his head's looking through that collision yep. to the running back and he makes another yep. play behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. So he has experience playing all three positions, which really gives this Dolphin defense uh, another layer yep. you know, that they can go to with one player. And I look at that, you know, I, I look at Christian, uh, I, I, lo- I look at Gottshaw, I look at Vincent Taylor, look at those three young guys and what you can do with all of those guys inside, outside, that, that really is going to help. They're athletic system. and strong. Uh, yeah, they, they, all of them. Yeah. That's what gives you, you know, that that little inkling of, hey, let's tinker with this now. Yeah. Let's take a look at with him inside and and another guy on the edge. So you, yeah. you've got some pieces now. Yeah, and just you know, a, you know, a, a, a solid citizen, just a good guy, and one of those guys that you know, I, I think that even the veterans are going to come in and and, and kind of look to him. Uh, you know, with with his attitude and, and the way he goes about things and the success that that he's had, and, and I, I couldn't be more. You know, I I, I I I've yet to talk to anybody that that said, "Gee, why'd they take that guy?" No, you know, and you know what? It's funny because well, talking with his head coach in college, Coach Sweeney, and all the traits that that a guy that a hard worker possesses. One of the stories he told me was there was a guy working on bags. It was the middle of summer last yeah. summer. And he's walking, he's walking by Death Valley, you know, yeah. he's looking at, and he's in the end zone doing some stuff. And he yells down, who is that? I can't tell who, you know, who's working yeah. out there. He says, it's me, coach. And he looked at his Christian Wilkins. Yeah. He goes, what are you doing? He, get, he says, got to get better. Yeah. Got to get better. They, they rated me last year as a second round draft choice. I'm better than that. Yeah. That's why I came back. And that's why I'm working on all my little deficiencies yeah. to make sure I'm in the first round yeah. this year. Yeah. And that's a guy that's been a, you know, three-time All-American, yeah, yeah. a two-time team captain, all, all these, you know, traits yeah. that you love about players. He's the one guy in the yeah. summer working extra. And, and I tell you, it kind of goes back to what you started talking about, Dabo Sweeney in the, you know, in the in the that way culture. he's built that culture yeah. there for that football. And, you know, and you look, every year everyone talks about Alabama, Alabama, and I never saw anybody dismantle that football team Whew. like this Clemson team did in, in the national championship game. I mean, it was That's from their a defense, tonight. Yeah, just, I mean, just mauled them in, in that game. So it's nice to have that guy that's played on those stages uh, that, that, that has that attitude and, and comes in here. So I couldn't be more happy uh, with him coming in and looking forward to seeing <clears throat> what, what he can do. And then, you know, you go out, you, you make the trades in the second round, move out of that, and, and you get the kid Michael Dieter. Uh, you know, you, you say you say Wisconsin offensive line. I say I'll take every one yeah. you got. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, give me one 
Give me one of those every Wisconsin year? guys every year. You know, I go back to Jeff Dellenbach. You know, Dellenbach came in, probably he's the first guy that I saw come from Wisconsin. And, and Delly, you know, played for a long time in the National Football League. And the thing about him, he could play any position. He could play tackle, he could play center, he could play guard, either side, and made him such a valuable commodity. Um, and, and now you go out and you get a, a guy in, in Dieter that's played a lot of football uh, that, that you, you kind of look at and say, hey, look, you plug him in there at that, at that guard position and, you know, and, and maybe you kick Jesse Davis out right. on, on that tackles to that tackle <clears throat> spot. Uh, or you've got, you know, you've got, you've got options well, with a player like him. Yeah, you do, because you go out and you get a Chris Reed in the offseason who's played guard, who's yep. played center, another guy that could flip around and, and do a little bit of everything. But now you give a guy like Dieter a chance. You know, he's played the entire left side plus center. Yep. So maybe he can play right guard. Yep. You don't know. But at least you, he, he gives you a chance to move other pieces around that you, you desperately want to find who the best five are and who's six and seven because I think that's the biggest thing Miami Dolphins have to find out now. Depth. You gotta find starters, but you gotta find a yep. swing tackle and you gotta find a guy that can play guard and maybe center. Look at this kid this kid started fifty four <laughs> games, twenty four at left guard, sixteen at center, and fourteen at left tackle. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's been through the gauntlet, and he knows what it's all about. So, you know, to have a guy that has that versatility is, is something, you know, that you this team really need. This team needs guys like Wilkins, like Dieter, who can do different things, uh, you know, in multiple things and play multiple positions. Then you get the, the kid from um, – you get the other kid from Wisconsin, uh, Van, uh, Van Andrew Ginkle. Van Ginkle. Yeah. And, you know, what? I don't know what it is, but first thing I saw about him, and maybe it's the name – but but you know I I think of the kid Vanderesh from uh, you know from from Dallas yeah yeah uh, Boise State I think he's a Boise State yeah. kid but but I mean and look I'm not saying he's going to be as good as as Vanderesh has been for the Cowboys but I think he's that guy that can do a lot of you know he's kind of a long lean guy six four two thirty six kind of kind of about the same same size I was uh, when I when I came in kind of the same size that Jason Taylor was. Uh, coming in and, and he can be that stand-up guy he can put his hand in the dirt he could cover he do all the different things so, so he's another guy that gives you multiple options of what he can do and you're kind of starting to see a pattern uh, of this team under Brian Flores under Chris Greer guys that can do more than one thing and play more than one position that you can look at and say hey, look maybe this guy Van Ginkle maybe I don't know if he's a better coverage guy than he is a rusher I don't know if he's a good edge, edge rusher but you know, if he's one of those guys that, you know, that you can you can stand him up there and put him in coverage, put him on a tight end, do things, you're going to have to find out. They're, they're going to have to find out what his strengths are here. But I think he's another one of those guys that gives you an option. And, you know, a guy played – he's a one-year starter at Wisconsin, was there for two years, went the junior college route. Um, and, look, I, it's kind of the same pattern I went, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, right. Uh, and so you, 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 another guy that you, you like to see – what he's going to be and, and where they're going to use him on a regular basis once they start lining up out here. Well, as a college football player, he played, you know, again, rush end. Yep. He played drop linebacker. Uh, watching film, you know, in the beginning when we heard his name mentioned, all the guys when we were building the All-22 breakdown, we're looking at film. We're trying to find film. Yeah. And we're watching New Mexico game. We're going, oh, gosh, not many plays. And we're watching another game. Ah, I'm not sure. All of a sudden, the bigger the game, the, the brighter the lights, right. the more you saw Andrew make plays. Yep. I mean, this is a guy, 12 career sacks. He had five and a half last season. 
He knows how to get to the quarterback, but he has two career interceptions, both in huge games. Yeah. One in the Big, Cham- Big Ten Championship against Ohio State. He drops right underneath an out route, catches it like a tight end, and goes 14 yards yeah. in the other direction for six yeah. points. I mean, you, you don't teach that. And the other one's against UM, where he just swallows up a, a cut block, eyes are up, hands are low. Yeah. He's got the guy away from him, then reacts, gets, gets in the passing lane, puts his hands up, and gets a, an interception. Yeah. And, and that's in the Orange Bowl. So big games. Big plays by Andrew Van Ginkle. Isaiah Prince, uh, the other guy that tackled out of Ohio State. I, I think he, this. I, I think you know from from everything I've seen, everything I've heard about him, probably a guy that's a little bit of a project. You know, a, a guy that's you know, he's played played plenty of games. Four year Letterman started three years, played fifty four games with forty one starts, so he's played a lot. But I think he's a guy that needs to. I think he needs to develop. He needs to v- develop his game to play at this level, yeah. uh, and, and to be a, a guy that. You know, I said going to this. I said going into this draft, if the Dolphins could come away with three, maybe four starters in this, that draft, would be huge. That that would be huge. And I also said this, John, talking about. I was talking, I was talking to Jim Barry when we were doing our covers, and we we're talking about these guys. And 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 I think that you've got early on with Wilkins, certainly. Uh, when you look at Dieter Van Ginkle, has a possibility. Instead of getting guys that are, you know, what they need is guys that guys. You know, these days, virtually, virtually everyone these draft picks is going to make the team, uh, unless one of the guy, unless one of them is just just just, just can't play, right? And and, and even even then, they, they typically will keep them for a couple of years right. and see if they can. You'd have to be do, really wrong, yeah, to, on, to on, on some of these guys. But but what they need is these guys. They they, <clears throat> they don't need guys that are going to make the team. They need guys that are going to make the team better. Yes, that you know the, the big difference to me is you know guys and, and look I, I think Wilkins is a guy that he's coming in here and his he he knows his impact is to make this team make this defensive front better team a better in a in a big way yeah and 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 I think each one of these guys has got to come in with that frame of mind look I don't I'm not here just to make the team I'm here to make this team better if we get three or four of those guys that you can plug in there then then I think we're we're on the, we're on the right track because I think look I think there's guys <clears> in the last draft. You know that that are going to make this team certainly uh, certainly look uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Jerome Baker made this team better. You know guys before that from from the the Gotchas and the Vincent Taylor right. and those guys stepping them X making the team better. That that's that to me is the bloodline that, that that you need to flow in here. And I think you know including this kid Isaiah Prince, I think you've got guys that that can possibly do well, that. Well, you, when you take a look at the guys just that we've talked about so far, Wilkins, not only going to make the team better, day one starter, impact player, yeah. right? Michael Dieter has a chance to make the offensive line better because he can play multiple yep. positions, and he plays those positions that they're vacancies at the end with the Miami yep. Dolphins right now. Van Ginkle, special teamer, can play multiple positions up front as a rush end or a drop linebacker, can make the depth of this team a lot better. Yeah. Isaiah Prince, you know, when I went up to that Chick-fil-A cele- coach's celebrity challenge over the weekend in the last couple of days, I got to talk to all these coaches. It yeah. was great. I talked to Dabo Sweeney. Hey, how about give me something on Christian? Yeah. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer. Hey, what was Isaiah Prince like? What yeah. was he like as a player? He said, you know, he's a guy that consistently got better. He was really raw when we got him, yeah. but he's such a huge body at 6'6". 305 that he had to learn how when the games got tougher he needed to be better yep. and and he says he may yep. not be completely there where, where you want him as a finished product but he got he grew so much in the last two years i see him continuing to grow yep. and he may be that player a year from now yep. you know so that's good because he has game experience yep. played in 54 games yep. you know at a high level with ohio state so 
that's all four years. And you, you get you get feeling a little bit better about that pick yeah. because you know it's there. Yeah. You know, the light is already turned on. The, 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 and the guy, the, the, the Chandler Cox, the running back from Auburn, <clears throat> and that, to me, that that's a that's an interesting pick. The kid's a fullback. Made some big plays, big blocks, you know, caught balls, did a lot of things uh, for Auburn. Um, but it almost kind of tips you a little bit, a little off, uh, tips you off a little bit about, you know, w- what this offense may be about and what changes they make. And I, and I like the idea, you know, I, I there's, you know, who's the nasty SOB that plays fullback for right. the New England Patriots? The guy that knocks everybody yeah, out. Yeah. I can't even remember yeah, his yeah. name, but he, he, I know he's wearing a 30 number or 40 yeah. number and he's in a collision just about every play on short yardage yeah. or he's a, he's a decoy. And yep. then all of a sudden he may catch one, yep. you know, but and, that's, and, and, that's and, good. And, and I, I think, you know, you know, that, that position is an obsolete position. It's become obsolete in the national football league. And so I think if you're the guy that has one, if you've got one, I, I think that really puts you in, you know, cause <clears throat> look, you know, how many times during the, it's like, it's like, the, it's like, it's like playing Georgia tech or playing army or Navy <laughs> yeah. in college, right, right? Right. They're the only few teams, the only teams that really run that option and run and it They're going to cut you all day. And, and they're they're going to they're they're down block you. They're going to do all and these nasty. you never nasty, prepare for it no. until that week before them because right. no one else does the damn thing. Right. And so I think it's very similar when you've got a fullback in the National Football League and you're going to, if you're going to use that guy as a big part of your offense, you know, it gives the teams something else to worry about, something else to prepare for and something they don't see a lot. And, and so I think there's a, I think a big advantage there. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he plays, how they use him, and really what what he's going to become as far as part of this offense. You know, wham blocks. You could use him as a tight end. He caught the ball out of the backfield for Auburn. I mean, Gus Malzahn, another guy I ran into, talked about him. He runs and hits. He's good in space. Former high school quarterback. He's tough. He's aggressive. He can do everything. And he's going to be one of those four special team core players that you can count on as you're looking for guys that can run in space, that can tackle, and that can hit. That's your guy in yep. Chandler, Chandler Cox. Then throwing Miles Gaskin in here, the the running back out of Washington, uh, give you another opportunity to get in there and compete, uh, get in there and compete with the uh, with everyone in, in that room and, and see what he can do. So overall, I think draft choice wise, John, pretty happy about what they did. And now you start looking ahead, and you know, you may have twelve or thirteen picks. I think they've got eleven picks right now. You know, for for next year's draft. And, you know, chance it could go to 13 with, with compensatory picks that are out there or, or 12, wherever it ends. And it's a lot so of you chips. you got a lot of chips on the table uh, when you go into the draft next year. And I know we're talking about this year, but, you know, you can't talk. I don't think you can talk about this year's draft w- without talking about next year and, and what they've done to prepare themselves for next year. Now, draft ends and everyone's going, geez, you know. But Josh Rosen, you know, what's going to happen there? And then they make the two. They pull the trigger on Josh Rosen. And, and to me, that move really solidified this draft as something you can feel really good about and really optimistic about. Now, Rosen, uh, you know, there's different opinions on Rosen, different opinions on what they're doing, what, they want to, what they're going to do with him. John, to me, if you, if you trade for Josh Rosen and you bring him to this football team, there's no reason for me. There's no reason I can see for not to not to make him your starter and not to find out what he's all about. Because to me, that's what it's. You know, that's. You know. I agree with you. You Bo. look at 2020, and everyone knows about 2020, and knows about that that quarterback class is coming in there. You got to find out if this guy can play, and this guy can be your franchise guy, or if not, then you need then then you you're going back in the you, pool. Then you're going back in the pool and doing right. it again, but. 
contrary to what I think people I've I've heard some people write and some people talk about. Oh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, he's going to have to be. You know what? Either one of those guys, Fitzpatrick or, or Rosen, are going to be one year guys. Or they're going to or or Rosen's is two things. Fitzpatrick's a one year guy, no matter what. Rosen, he could, could be, be a, a two year guy. He could be guy. a one year guy, but he could be could but, be a franchise, could be a franchise guy. guy. You know, he's a guy. His, his ego's bruised, <clears throat> as he said. His chip on his shoulders can't get any bigger than it is right now, and and he wants to come and prove something. And I, and I like a guy coming in you know, under those circumstances. Now, if he w- whether he turns out to be the guy that Arizona start thought. Thought he was going to be when they drafted him with the 10th pick last year, or whether he's going to be a guy that just go, hey, well, the guy just guy just can't play. Yeah. Can't play in this league. I don't think they're, it's they're, that. I, I don't I think don't it think is either. That. Guy's got a good arm. He has smart an elite guy, arm. Does all these things. And, and, you know, for him, it may be just the right place at the right time. And, and I think with a team that, that, you know, that's going to stand behind him and believe in him. I just think that, you know, for a quarterback to have success, especially at the National Football League, number one, you have to have elite arm talent. You have to be cerebral. You have to do all the good things that quarterbacks do. But you have to be on a team and a scheme that fits your attributes. Yep. I don't know if, if Arizona's offense fit his his talents. I, I don't know what they did. Yep. I didn't really watch. I just saw highlights. Yep. But I do know that, when you take a look at guys like Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant and Kenny Stills and uh, you put Kenyon Drake and a healthy Devontae Parker around him and you get a couple of veteran tight ends, I do know that you don't have to do a whole lot down the field to get guys with the football that have athletic ability yeah. that can make plays on five-yard runs. Yeah. I mean, if Brock Osweiler could do it with those guys for the month of October yeah. and get things done – uh, and he doesn't have any lead arm. Yeah. He, he's got size. He's got good good timing in, in the pass offense. He got the ball out. He beat him with his mind more right. than his ability. Now, Josh Rosen has an elite arm, and he, and he has an elite mind. This yeah. guy's a smart kid. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he, he walked into the press conference and he said he had a chip. He looked like the hunchback in Notre Dame, you know, right? <laughs> he's, he's leaning to one side because he feels bruised and battered. That's good. Sometimes when you, you've had it kind of easy at UCLA and you've kind of – things come easy to yeah. you – the, the tough things in life kind of bring you back on the other side and make you work a little harder. So I think this is a good setup for Josh, not yeah. only the Miami Dolphins. It's for but, Josh. But, I, but no for doubt. Josh yeah. Rosen because he does things on the football field with his arm and his mind that other guys don't have. You know, certain guys have it and they may take it a step further. Yeah. But I just think you're scratching the surface with this guy if you can get him in the right system and, and make his – Things that he does really well stand out even more. And I like the fact that, you know, this kid's play. It's not like he didn't play last 14 year. 14 games last like year 14 he games. He's been in there. He's been in the battle. He knows what it's all about. He knows what the feel of the league is. He knows what the feel of standing back there and, and looking downfield and throwing football. He's, he's, he's experienced all that 14 games worth. So it's not like he's a guy coming in here absolutely cold uh, and saying, well, he needs to sit behind. No, he doesn't need to sit anybody. He needs to sit He needs to sit his ass right in front in and that go huddle. go win the job and, and, and be in the and starter t- of this team. Not only win the guy, just, just go take that job. Yeah. Take that job, make it yours, and then go out. Now, look, he's got to do it. It's easy for us to talk about. It's easy for us to, to speculate. But uh, he, he's got to go out and do it. The it, best it, case scenario for the Miami Dolphins is for him to win the job and have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick behind him yep. with the wealth of experience from many, many 
plays, games, systems in the National yep. Football League to be able to tweak him and be there if he has to yeah. play. And look, I'm, I'm not going to say I know Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, other than what I've heard, I've seen, and watched him play during his career. Seems like a great guy. But, but from from what I've seen and what I imagine he is, is if, if he's not the starter, he's not going to be sulking in the corner. He's going to be standing next to next to Rosen or whoever it is, and 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 supporting him and helping him and and, and helping you know. And it's going to be healthy. It, this this is yep. such a healthy environment for a quarterback room because you got two other guys in there that are young guys going, yep. hey, don't forget about me. Yep. I'm going to be pushing these guys. I'm not giving that job to yep. you know to Rosen. And you got an old guy that the only reason he took the job is because he said there's only 32 of these starting yep. jobs going around in the world. I want one of them. And now I'm going to have to go out and compete and, she, yeah. and show these guys that I, I'm not washed up. Yeah. You've got a healthy environment now for a competitive training camp. It starts at OTAs, but it starts in training camp yeah. where every day these guys are going to go out and grind and make this team better. Yeah, it's you know we, we were talking about before the draft last time we did a show is hey you know you get to the draft that means the season's close. Well now you got next week next week you're going to have the rookies come in right. for their 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 rookie mini, mini camp. camp. Right. Then you got OTAs. Then then that's then, about a month or so. And then all of a sudden. Then you've got uh, mandatory. The mandatory for full team mini camp beginning of June. Then after that, it's it's hey, you know. Then their time off. They take, have about five about, or six weeks. Take take some time off and come back, and then it's then it's back to work, and, and the season's upon us. And, and I like that to be honest with you, <laughs> Bo. I think the Dolphins in prior years, they were getting out of here maybe June 18, 19, yeah. 20, and they had to come back four weeks yeah. later. And, and you know, you're really not away because you know it's very yeah. close. You know, these guys are going to be gone. I think you know by the sixth, seventh, eighth of June. Yeah. That gives them three weeks. You know, yeah. that gives them almost five and a half, six yeah. weeks before training camp. And, and it's starts. important for it's important for these rookies because the rookies in particular because they've they haven't stopped playing since training camp right. last year. Right, they've gone through the season, then they had to get ready for combines, get ready for pro days, get ready for the draft. All these things. So they're there, and now they're right back in the thick of it. So four or five weeks off for these guys before training camp is, is going to be huge for those guys. Just to kind of clear their head and get things going. Hey, uh, Christian Wilkin, I know you got a you got a phone call set up with him, so I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way and let you take care of that, and uh, I'm going to catch up with you when you get back. It's going to be interesting to hear what uh, what you have to say with Christian. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And now it's my opportunity to spend some time with the number one draft choice, uh, first-round draft choice of the Miami Dolphin, Christian Wilkins, a defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, Christian, number one, welcome to Miami. I know you've probably had a lot of handshaking and, and pats on the back and, and being happy about being in South Florida, but just take us through uh, that whole experience for you, being in Nashville, being in that room, and the anticipation uh, of your name being called on draft night. Uh, well, so first of all, I hear it's uh, Bienvenidos a Miami. You know, I got to get with the culture. Gotta that, get that's right it, Miami. man. And the, exactly. Get, get with the whole, like, Spanish, Spanish vibe and everything going on down there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Nashville was great. Just from the first day I got there, uh, you know, it was, kind of, it's been, it was busy, but it was a good time. Um, just getting out there, being with my family. I uh, just got to enjoy the city. They did a really good job putting on for the draft and for the NFL. Um, and it was just nice being around with the other guys, building a relationship with those with them, and I'll play a lot of them. Um, and then just really just – honestly, I wasn't nervous or anything leading up uh, to the draft all, all week or anything. I'm just – I just was more so excited. And, uh, you know, my family was, uh, was more anxious, more excited, more nervous, and those things like that for me. Uh, so I was able to be a little bit cool and everything. 
Um, but just once I got my name called and once it was draft night, man, I was just so excited um, because it's just what you work for your whole life. And then for it to come into fruition and uh, just, to, just to become a part of the NFL and become a part of a, good, a great organization, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just really, you know, just looking forward to everything that's coming my way. How gratifying was it to to look at your mom's face, knowing that you, you know, you're gonna, your name's gonna get called that night, or at least you have a pretty good percentage of that, you know, in the first 15 picks, and and to take a look at your family and and the reaction that had to be, that had to be one of your, your most happiest memories in in life, I would think, being able to you know, go through all the hard work, but then going back and, and putting a smile on your family, especially your mom's face, being able to, to pay back a little bit. Of course, that's what I remember the most is just, you know, seeing my mom there after I got the phone call and her being the first person I hugged, uh, you know, because she's just been the, you know, she's just been the biggest supporter of me and, you know, just loved me so much. And, you know, I, just just a big part of my why and all my family and everything is all a big part of my why. Um, you know, so it was definitely just a special moment, and I had to run over and hug my four other moms too. Right after that, my four sisters too, because they're a big part of who I am, and they they think that my moms too, and you know, try to raise me, help raise me, and everything. So it was just a really special moment, just having my brothers there, uh, my girlfriend, my co- just everybody, my my coaches, and everything. It just made that moment really special, and one I'll never forget. During this draft process, did the Dolphins give you any indication um, how much they were interested in you? Do you ever, you know, you go to teams all the time and you you get a feeling right. where they really like me, or man, I don't know, maybe maybe they like me. I'm not I'm not quite sold yeah. on that. How did you feel? Was there a mutual interest here? I definitely got the vibe that they were interested. I didn't know how, like how interested or anything. I didn't do like a top visit, a top thirty visit uh, with Miami or anything. Um, and really, I just knew like Coach Hobby, uh met with Coach Hobby, and you know he like and at the combine and everything. I just left the room after my interview, feeling like you know they were really impressed and they really liked me, and I really liked them, just like the whole coaching staff, and I just like everybody I was in the room and met with. I just felt really good leaving that meeting. So, and you just know when when there's good uh, culture and there's good, like good people around and, and like a good organization uh, when you leave the room. You like during those interviews, you they get a sense of you, but you also get a sense of them too. So I just definitely felt that, and I was just like, man, okay, ending up on Miami would definitely be a great situation for me. Um, and you know, luckily on draft night, um, you know, it, it happened. And I know the people around me are excited too because they get to come to games with warm weather and everything like that too. Um, you know, which they were excited about. They they're they're been a little upset how I ended up in the cold weather place. So it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's beach season all, all it's beach season all year round in Miami. So. Uh, my body's gonna be in top shape, and I'll be running around with my shirt off all the time. There we once go. I, once I get those, once I get those beach abs, <laughs> you you have time for that, buddy. Believe me. Hey, you said a key word, and I think it resonates with a lot of college football fans that know Clemson University and know how the Tigers play. And you talked about culture, and I had yeah. a chance to catch up with Dabo Sweeney, your former head coach, and, and a guy that I know you'll be lifelong friends with because that's the, what he builds. At Clemson, that's the type of players that he recruits, and that's his goal. You know, not only on the field but off the field. Can you talk a little bit about your your part in trying to bring and build that culture that that had your head coach's vision in mind when you when you look at the players that you you know were teammates with at Clemson and what what the keys were to building that? Right. Well, so really just like like you said, I mean, Coach Wendy just did such a great style, great such, such a great job with this program installation uh you know just establishing a culture of just guys who are just buying in uh, and believing in what what he's pitching and what he's what he's trying to do there 
Um, and the biggest thing was it was, it was player led. Like uh, it was player really like player driven. Honestly, he established it, and then kind of just the, the leaders and the and the older guys on the team, you know, like just help facilitate it through and pour it into the young guys. And we, I feel like we kind of took it to the next level too. Uh, my senior group, uh, we took so much pride in being the example. Uh, you know, showing the young guys how it's done and just having an appreciation uh, for everyone on the team in their role, whether you're a walk-on, uh, the last walk-on the team, or whether you're, you know, the star quarterback. Everyone, I feel like, genuinely had an appreciation for each other and, um, you know, appreciation for each other's role. And something that's always underrated on a lot of football teams is just chemistry uh, and, and leadership. And we had a lot of that on Clemson's on football team, so on my time there. And, that's and things I learned at Clemson. I hope to bring it to to, to Miami so we can grow as an organization uh, and be you know and be and establish winning culture. Yeah, very important. And I know you'll be a big part of that, being a leader of this group, even as a rookie, because of your flexibility and many things you can do. Uh, you know, he also Dabo also told me a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, when you got that grade and it wasn't good enough from the NFL. You know, it was maybe a a high second round draft choice grade and. You said, you know what, I'm coming back, and I'm going to work at my deficiencies. And I remember him telling me a story a couple days ago about some somebody was out on the field working on pads, working on sleds, working on hand placement, and he yelled down the field, hey, who is that? And he says to you, go, it's me, coach, it's Christian. I'm down here working. And he said, that's what I love. He said, that's what I love about this guy. He doesn't leave any stone unturned. He's going to work on – if somebody says he's deficient in one area, he's going to work to get better. And he talked about your work, work – ethic can you tell us a little bit about who you are as a person in terms of being a hard worker and not leaving anything left you know without being 100 percent on it well yeah that's a that's just uh you know that's exactly right because my mindset is just why do something if you're not going to be the absolute best at it um and you know why not give something you're all in 100 percent so you know a big part of me a couple reasons me coming back to Clemson there's a lot of reasons but I just wanted to leave Clemson better than I found it and uh, you know, continue to pour my all in and exhaust my eligibility. So I know I, I got everything out of Clemson um, and did all I could do from Clemson and for myself too, uh, just developing and getting better. And my thing is, I really just love this, the game of football so much. It's really such a special game. So I try to make sure I give my all into the game because that's that's what it deserves. Um, you know, and it being so special and being able to do so much for me, giving me the opportunity to go to a great university, get, get an education, meet great people, and now, you know, um, you know, get to play this game at the highest level. That's what the game of football has done for me. So I always just try to respect it, honor it, um, and do everything I can to make sure, you know, just make sure I'm putting my all onto the game and being, you know, essentially an ambassador for the game because, you know, it's going to be played so much longer after me. So while I'm, you know, I want to make an impact in the game of football, um, you know, just you play it the right way. So, that's kind of just my mindset on, you know, how I approach each and every day and why I try to be the best I can be. So, you know, the, the next generation is better for the next generation and just generally because I just love the game. You know, watching you play college football and covering you, you know, you're a two-time national champion, two-time team captain, multiple All-American honors. Tell me if I'm correct, if I'm describing the player that you are. Versatile defensive lineman. He's a polished pass rusher, 16 career sacks. Quick and strong hands. You're athletic. A lot of havoc behind the line of scrimmage. 41 tackles for loss. And you've got a consistent motor. You're, it's effort on every play. Am I close? Uh, no, I would say that's pretty close. Uh, you forgot best-looking defensive lineman. <laughs> well, that goes other, without saying. But, I mean, But, yeah, yeah, that, that's clear when you get the first glimpse. Uh, but, no, I'm just kidding. But that's pretty That's pretty close. And that's and that's the stuff you know, I try to hang my hat on and, and be pretty, very prideful in. 
How much do you know about South Florida? I mean, I know you're only here for a short time. Did you get to maybe peruse uh, uh, anything in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, or was it just back to front and forth from the airport to the facility? Well, well no, I actually stayed a couple extra days. Oh, nice. And, um, and yeah, in Florida, I got to get a little bit of vibe of the, you know, just the place and just enjoy some of the warm weather. I actually went to Naples. Uh, my uh, my my family has a has a spot out there. My godparents have a spot in Naples, uh, so I just went there for a couple of days and got to enjoy it a little bit and just get a little vibe, of, you know, more some more so in Florida. Um, what I wasn't prepared for is how hot cars get, um, you know. So it's like every time you open the door, get into a car. Uh, so I'm just gonna have to definitely be ready for that and be mentally prepared for that, uh, you know. But it's definitely just great. Just love the vibe of just being down there. It just seems like such a happy place in Florida. Yeah, it's one of those things. Some guys. Uh now not me some guys that are, get fancy cars they start the cars before they get in them and it's about 10 minutes you know running you get in and it's ice cold with ac but right yeah. i don't have that, <laughs> right. that privilege and that that opportunity right now but that's a good exactly. idea hey i yeah, wanted to get your last your last impression your first impression and last question about your new head coach and brian flores and what you can glean from that you know for for me he seems like just a straightforward, know where you stand type of head coach, and that's a great thing for a player. I just wanted to get right. your first impression of your new head coach. No, I think me and Coach Coach Flores are definitely going to be great. To, be great together because I mean, it's I just feel like he's a no nonsense kind of guy, and he's about his business. But I just got the vibe too that he also cares for it and loves his players as well. I just you just get a kind of sense for just good people too, and I feel like he's a good person, and you know he's gonna want the best for his players, and there's gonna be a high demand, uh, you know. But I feel like you know it's 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 not he's not gonna be a person who asks you to do anything, you know, that you're not capable of, and you know. So I definitely just got that vibe, and we're definitely gonna hit it off too because that that's how I am too. I mean, I I love to joke around, I like to have a good time. But when it comes to my football, I'm as serious about it as you can as can be. So you know you can't make no mistake there. Um, you know, so I feel like we're definitely gonna hit it off and see how to eye. And I'm and uh, just from the vibe I get, I feel like I'm gonna have no problem buying into him, him and his beliefs. So I'm just really looking forward to everything that's coming my way to just with being a Dolphin. Well, that's exactly how your former head coach Dabo Sweeney described you to me, and I'm sure your new head coach Brian Flores is gonna be excited to get you out on the football field. Hey, uh, just just going away. Uh, the high jump with uh, Roger Goodell was that impromptu or was that planned? Oh, that was impromptu. Uh, <laughs> just know, excitement. I was so excited. Yeah, I was just so excited, and in the moment, I'm just like, man, this, I mean, this is this is just crazy. So I, I gave him the signal to go up. Uh, he didn't really get the signal until a little later. I went up. He saw me coming down, and then he tried to uh, try to go up a little bit. But, I, but I'm glad uh, you know he was okay after that. Yeah, uh, he was. He, he wasn't going he's very high. Yeah, he wasn't. But he's more solid than you think. It kind of hurt me a little bit on the way down. But uh, no, he. He's a pretty solid guy. Well, Christian, hey, we're so happy to have you as a member of the Miami Dolphins. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to uh, shake your hand and meet you when you get back down here to South Florida. But want to wish you nothing but the best. Congratulations on all the accolades and everything you earned uh, through hard work. And can't wait to see you work hard here as a member of the Miami Dolphins. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you for your time. You got it, Christian. Well, Christian Wilkins, you know, you, 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 you kind of get what you expect out of him, Energy. Right? Energy, a guy that's excited about being here, a guy that did a lot of good things. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm probably like everyone else. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field, just seeing how he moves, seeing how he works, seeing how he interacts with players. 
because you you can tell this this guy wants to come in. He said it. He said it as soon as he's drafted. I want to be a leader on this football team. I want to be the guy that's out front. I want people following me and uh, and, and and following the pattern or the uh, the path that I'm going to lay out for everybody. And and I, I like that about a guy a, a guy that comes in a young guy that comes in and and knows knows what's been you know. They made him the 13th pick in the draft. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to prove that, that I deserve to be that guy, if not be somebody that should have gone six or, seven, six or seven picks higher than, right. than what I actually did. Yeah, he's genuine. You know, that's the one thing. I, I think that I, when it's time to have fun and, and do some interviews and be off the field and be yeah. jovial, he's jovial. When it's time to lead and work and, and still have fun, but do it in a, in a positive manner on the field, this guy's all business. Yeah. And, I just like what he brings, the, the potential he brings to the defense as a, a polished pass rusher, get to the quarterback, 16 career sacks, yep. a guy that can play all across the defensive front, and a guy that I think could be a Miami Dolphin for a very, long very time, long time. You know, he stays healthy, he gets he is productive, he can play a lot of different things in scheme-wise scheme with his talents. Boy, that you yeah. don't find guys like that running you, around the you, National Football League. You know, funny, you, John. You, you look at Clemson, you know, the program that Dabo Sweeney's put together, mm-hmm. and then Dabo's kind of quietly put that thing together. I mean, and it's a powerhouse. How about the contract I, I mean, he just signed? Yeah, yeah not pretty bad. good. He was but, happy. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him in the red on the red carpet. Yeah. He had a he had a smile from ear to ear. My man, my man was. First of all, he's got. You know he's got a he's got a, a plethora of guys that are that are going to be picked. Right, he had to you go know, from team to team, yeah, team to team, table then, to table. Yeah. And he just you know coming off a national <clears throat> championship, he was as happy as could be. But look at the program that that he's built there. You know, everyone looks at you know Alabama's the Alabama's the you know the kind of the gold star up there. Well, he's he's creeped himself and that program where certainly they're at that level. And, and look, they've beat them twice in national right. championship games, demolished them this last time. And, and look at all these guys that went in the first round, four guys out of their three guys in their uh, three defensive linemen in their draft in the first round. Another one goes a little High later. 30s. Yeah. Later in the draft. And it just shows you the quality of players and the number of players out there. But that, 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 that program has really turned into one of one of the shining programs in college football, and I'll even kind of give it a lean only because I, I think Dabo's personality and the way he goes about it is look. It's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to say anything negative about Nick because what Nick has done at Alabama, yes. but boy, this guy's done it his way, which is a different, completely different atmosphere than you get in Alabama. But he's still putting out. Teams that win, teams that win big, teams that challenge for national championships every year, and quality players that come out of that program each and every year. He talks about, when he recruits, uh, about fit. And it has to fit off the field, and it has to fit on the field. And he said the on the field guys, quite frankly, isn't as important because the guys we're recruiting are all good. You know, he, he said, yeah. he goes, we're, we're getting the guys, you know, we have a chance on everybody in the country that we want that we think's elite. That's, that's really yeah. good. But now we have to go across and find out, do they fit in our locker room? Do yeah. they fit in our meeting room? Do they fit in our community? Do they fit in the university? Yeah. Are they going to be able to graduate? Are they going to be able to do all these things that make them leaders of men, not only for these four years, yeah. but from graduation on, no yeah. matter if they play in the National Football League or not? Those are the types of people that he's recruiting. Yeah. And I think more of the universities and more of the philosophy around the country, you're trying to get that when you're an elite program because you know you're going to have access yeah. to those players anyway. Yeah. So you better find a fit 
off the field, number one, and in the locker room and find leaders that way. And and in Christian Wilkins and a, and a bunch of those guys and Furl and, yeah. and all those guys, Lawrence. I mean, you can go down the list. Those guys, you know, checked off the boxes, yep. quite frankly, on every one of those. Hey, the other thing I was uh, looking at, John, is is all of a sudden the AFC East, you look at the quarterback lineup in the AFC East, you know, if Rosen comes in and, you know, you got the 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 the, the, the top four last year, coming out Darnold Rosen Josh Allen you got three of three of three of those four guys three of the four guys coming out and the other two are in the AFC the East two in the AFC yeah or in the in, AFC, AFC conference AFC. yeah um but you got you know of those of the big four last year you got three of the four in the AFC East now along with Tom Brady which makes it a pretty interesting quarterback uh division yes. now and that's that that could be for a while because thompson doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon no. and all these young guys look I, I i was very impressed with darnold last year i didn't see josh allen as much and, and josh allen like watching play the you know the the running is still you know a little, little too much running for my my liking but i think he's gonna be a good quarterback i think darnold's gonna be a very good quarterback and rosen's got to come out and be the guy that can prove that hey i'm i belong i belong to be in that top four and i belong to be right. uh, one, one of these Mentioned guys that's a, a main guys. starter in this in this division it's gonna be interesting what what we see out of the afc east i think this year and i think with i think with the uh, the acquisition of rosen for the dolphins it puts them in play a little more than it did prior to the draft john i agree i, I think it makes i <coughs> It makes them more attractive uh, just because of the scenario you you just laid out. You know, you're talking about TV games. You're talking about divisional rivalries and divisional games. You know, how many times did you think about when the Dolphins were playing the Bills and you had Marino against Kelly for all those years? You know, how many times do you think about when they played, you know, now and you you go up against Tom Brady, you you know you're going against the best. You know, you know you're going up against the best and you might not have that talent at quarterback, but you may have a talented team and you're trying to fend off and keep them out of the end zone. Well, now you've got three, let alone the the future Hall of Famer in Tom Brady. You've got three young guys that are going to hopefully grow together and create that that rivalry type at the quarterback position when that's all you're talking yep. about going into the game is you know maybe it's Josh Allen uh, against against Rosen. Yep. You know, and you look at look at look at the NFL in general now. You know it's kind of a, a changing of the guards and the quarterback. You know you got Tom Brady kind of toward the Roethlisberger's kind of you know at that end. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. They're, you know, they're all they're all kind of getting to that that end. I, I mean you know since since back in the days of Danny and and, and Troy Aikman and. And Elway and guys right. like that, they kind of established to me when those when those guys' career ended, <clears throat> you you know everybody I just mentioned, Roethlisberger, uh, you know Brady, Brady Aaron Rodgers, you know, yeah, the, the, Philip the, Rivers. Those quarterbacks they play seventeen years now. Yeah, it's fifteen to seventeen years. You get that guy, you're there, and so those guys are at the that end. Franchise of that. is set, <laughs> and they're that, at, and they're at their end. So, but now you got all the, you know the all the young guys coming in. You know, Dak yeah, Prescott, you Go- know, Go- Goff, right. uh, you got the Mahomes, you right. got all these, you know, Baker Mayfield, yeah. uh, Kyler Murray coming yeah. in. These guys from last year, the guys that were drafted, you know, it's, it's so the changing of the guard in the National Football League is, is, is you can see it coming now. And and with that change becomes a different style, there's a different style of play. You know, because you go back to Danny and, and and Elway and those guys, and they were drop back guys. Now you got run pass option guys. You got, and that's the other thing with with uh, with Arizona. You know, going out and 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 making the pick for Kyler Murray. 
you know, you say, okay, you got Kyler Murray. That offense is going to change. I, I heard Kingsbury talking about, hey, we're going to be a lot of five wides. We're going to be doing a lot of a lot of things out here. So, you know, they, they need to go and get a backup quarterback that's more in tune with Kyler Murray in the way he plays. It's a necessity. You, you, because if he gets hurt, you need you can't. You, you have can't. to go back into the Big See, Twelve. If, if you would have kept Rosen and you and Kyler Murray, and he gets hurt, no way, it doesn't work. It just it's, you got forty percent of your offense you, in. Exactly, exactly. You have to go back into the Big Twelve, find a guy that yep. has played in that system, at least has experience at all that stuff, yep. because that's the only way you're going to be able to really have a hundred percent of your offense available for right. a guy for two quarters, uh, two weeks, a month. Yeah. If something were to happen. Yeah, no doubt. So it's uh, it's it, it, I think it's really I think for the league in general over the next next decade, it's gonna be really interesting to see the changes that are made. We've seen the changes in the game. We've seen changes in the rule rules. We've seen how it's opened up offenses. Now you've got guys that that you know. I think the league also, and and I've kind of been in this this camp for a long time, John, is. You get these guys, and you go back to the Vince Youngs, and, and you go back even before that with like some of these Achilles Smiths and some of these guys back there that that came into the league, and and part of what made them special in college was their ability to tuck the ball away and and make plays with right. on, on their own with right. their feet, and then they come in the league and go, oh, no, we don't want you running because you're going to get hurt. Well, well, well. You're just taking away half of that guy's game, right? And, and I I could never understand. We say, look, I don't, you know. I know the let, limitation. Take, I know bring, the shelf bring, life. Bring, bring the guy in. Let him play the best he can play. And if he lasts five years, he lasts five years. That's the shelf life. You I know? mean, if you're a guy that's going to get exposed right. to hits because you're leaving the pocket, and that's what makes you special, yeah. you know, you got to live with it. But, but, RG3 was the same right, way. Yeah. And then they tried to keep him in because, one, he couldn't run anymore because right, yeah. he was beat up. Yeah. But, two, he that wasn't his game. Right. And you got to see a little bit more of that bad exposure yeah. to trying to fit a guy into an offense that he doesn't really fit into. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, that the, in the league, look, the, the other thing about those guys that have coming up, you know, they've been doing that their whole life. They've been running their whole life. They've been, they were running in high school. They were running in college. So why to me, it's, it's hey, fine. Come up here. Let's put your whole arsenal out there. Yeah. I want you running when, when the time is right. Now, now, granted, we're going to teach you how to slide. We're going to teach you how to protect yourself. But I'm not going to take away that part of your game. Look at Kyler Murray going to – if you take away that part of his game where he's able to escape and make plays down the field, same with – Less the, pressure with on the defense. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to take that away, then you, then you, 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 know, you, you neuter him – as a quarterback, as, as to be from being the best player that he can be, and and I, I just I think the league is just finally saying, hey, you know what? That's what they do, and that's what we're gonna do. And if I've got him for five years, and like running backs now, running back shelf life is about a four or five year shelf life now, because they get the hell beat out of them. But and that's you know, what's amazing. But that's the way it is, and that's what's amazing on the flip side. When you you know you go back five minutes and you talk about Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Philip Rivers. You know, all the guys, Ben Roethlisberger, all the guys that have been able to play 15, 14, 13 years plus, stay relatively healthy. They're banged up getting, you know, hit in the pocket, but those guys aren't running from anybody. Yeah. You know, they're they're sliding away. Yeah. They're they're moving within the pocket. They're finding windows, taking that shot to be able to still be productive. So they're skinning the cat a different way. Yep. And, and as you said, as the game evolves and it changes, that position also evolves and changes into uh, 
a more of an athletic type of, yeah. of thrower. Yeah. So, John, we said we get ready. We get we talked about it. We got the rookie mini camp coming up. Um, <clears throat> we go through the draft process, free agency afterwards, getting ninety guys uh, ready to 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 get line up. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm feeling better about this football team. I'm just feeling better about you know. I think we're starting to get to see a little bit of you know the personality of uh, um, of Chris Greer. Uh, you know, on this football team. And I think Brian Flores, too. You're starting to see that personality. We've talked to guys. And, you know, he's that, what's this thing? You know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're early, you're on time. If you're, you're on time, you're late. late. If and you're late, if you're, you're late, forgotten. You're forgotten. And, and that's the way it should be. You know, I, I, it's funny because I've had conversations with guys over the past couple of years um, because I, to me, it's, it's a, guys that played a long time. And I played guys that played, four, five, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years mm-hmm. and say, hey, let me ask a question. How many times, how many times were you late for a meeting? And the answer is no, 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 Zero. never, never. I was never late for a meeting. Somehow that's gotten away in the National Football League. And, and I like a guy, I like a coach that's going to come in and say, hey, you know what? It, you know, the, the meeting starts at, uh, at 10, 10 <clears throat> o'clock. At 10, at 10, at 10, 10, 10, 10 minutes and 10 seconds, that door's locked. No one else is allowed in. And if you miss it, too goddamn bad. Yeah. You miss out. You figure out how to get yourself caught up. You know, and, and you're not going to practice today. Sit over there on the side or whatever. And you fine know, will be pretty hefty. You know, yeah, fine will be hefty. But, you know, they, you got to learn. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's kind of permeated the National Football League now. And, and I think we've got a regime and a, and a, and a coaching staff in here. That uh, that's not gonna not gonna put up for with it. I think it's sometimes though the guys you know you make what we made um, you protect it. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think there's there's so much more flexibility in terms of odds. What is it? Three grand? Go ahead. Yeah, take yeah, it. yeah you know, exactly. Three grand. I was running yeah. down the street with you know yeah. chasing somebody, t- tackling by the ankles yeah. if they're gonna well, go look, into my look, pocket look, and look, take for, that for money. Us, back to, back in the day, I mean, you know, when you got to got into a playoff game, it was great because you're in a playoff game, but you made, you some made money. more money. Yeah, you're making more money. And now these guys are taking pay cuts. Huge pay cuts. Huge pay cuts to play in, in playoff games. But still, look, it's, I'm not saying they're not meaningful to players, and they're not they're not. But but yeah, it's a you know from a from a financial standpoint, it's like a whole different whole different scenario out there right. but uh, uh no but you're right that, that that you have to be able to set and you know we've heard all rumors of, of xyz guy being late and you know yeah. notoriously doing whatever the, you know doing doing things you shouldn't do to build yeah. character on a football team no matter if you're a high school player college football player or yeah. getting paid as a professional you have to still be accountable for yourself because you're that part of the team and it, you know one one kink, it seems like in the armor, kind of brings down the yeah. whole the whole thing. You know, you don't want to have that distraction as a coach, as a player, because you don't want to have to talk about it. You don't have to want to deal with yeah. it because you know, no matter what you do, how minute that infraction might be, the media is going to find out about it. You're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to address it, and then it becomes like an irritation yeah. to, towards the the whole week, the whole the whole attitude of your football yeah. team. You know, so you, you touched on the. And the money a little bit and stuff. And I, I could, I'm, I'm sitting at a red carpet in Nashville, the draft. Right. I'm watching these guys walk by and I'm going, man, I, I'm, the shoes I'm wondering how, the, much money, yeah. how much money is draped over this guy's shoulders and on his shoes. Yeah. Some of the shoes, I forget who was the one guy. He had, I don't, I don't know what he had, Dolce and Gabbana. I forget what, who, which guy it was, but he had, <clears throat> from his shoes, <clears throat> everything had labeled, everything was 
What did Devin Bush have that sash? He had a white and, and yeah, black why, sash. I don't know what the, heck, what I don't know what the heck that was. I, I have no idea what the heck that was. But, I figured uh, you might have the designer. I'm no, being dressed looking, by. I, 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 believe me, I was eyeballing it pretty good going there. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was looking going, how the hell you get on it? How do you get in that thing? Right. I don't know how do you, you know, how do you, how do you get in it? How do you, and, and much less, especially me being, you know, I'm 64 You're, years old, <clears> you know, I got to worry about getting out of it. Right. You know, you know, because when I got to pee, I got to pee, my man. <laughs> And if I if I try to just, un- just wait, a normal zipper, zipper unbuckle that thing from behind my back, <laughs> shit, I'm gonna just pee in my pants. I got no chance of getting a, getting out of this thing, getting myself to the uh, urinal. You know, simple is better. <laughs> That's it. But man, some of this, I I tell you, some of the stuff that you know, and it's funny because some guys walk up and you know, Wilkins even talked about how he's a you know he's a frugal guy. <clears throat> oh you know, yeah, he, he absolutely. Ain't spending, he ain't no. spending nothing he don't have to spend. Exactly. And I'm looking at other guys going, man, how the hell much money did they spend on that outfit? I saw I saw diamond plated diamond grills. grills. I mean, one just, night, just just. I think know, a nice suit and tie would have did yeah, just I mean, fine, yeah, right? You know, just, hey, you know, men's warehouse coming. Tighten you might up. even get three for tighten one, me two up. for yeah, one. Get, tighten me up a little bit for you know, the make season. Sure you, make sure you give me a good alteration. I'm good to go here, you know. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an expe- it was a spectacle. Yeah. It, it was a spectacle. I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I got to see just, it. Just think <clears throat> about all the characters next year in Las Vegas oh, compared oh, to Nashville oh. with that scene with oh. everything everything you know the sideshow that goes on every day, on a daily basis yeah, there. Yeah, I'm Trey's already trying to. Figure out how he's going to get himself well, over the, there. Well, the boys in the back, they're trying. Home. Yeah, they're figuring, how can I get over there? Come on, we need video. We need video of the... You, you need know, a man the, on the street. Yeah, MOS. Let me you be know? that guy. Let me get the. Let me get it going out there. Trey, Logan, huh? Who else? Jeff. Jeff, you know, Jeff will figure out a way Jeff to get himself. Jason is going to go. Jason, he's got to you know, do daily out there. Yeah, no doubt For sure. So, look, Trey, Trey's... Trey might even be. He might even make himself eligible for the draft, just so he, just so he can <laughs> hey, get to Las Vegas. There was Vegas a ton there. of Trayvons taken this year. <laughs> All right, John, that's going to do it for today. Uh, we'll get back next week and uh, a little more to talk about as a rookie mini camp will be getting yes, ready sir. to get underway next week. Uh, you know, it's not open to the public, but uh, you know, we'll kind of get a chance to to maybe get some insight in that that we can pass along to the to the fans out there, and then uh, and then OTAs and man, John, it's, it seems like it's. You know, for a while there, you know, after the season, you know, January, February, kind of, it's kind of, you know, kind of dragging along. It seems like we're in hyperspeed now. We are. You know, once you the blink draft right, is. and once drafts over, and once you got mini camps and and OTAs going on, it's you know, uh, training camps. It's around right, the right around the corner, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm sure I'm like every other every other football fan out there. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for what this football team has done. I want to see what these guys are about. I, I just the more I'm around the team more i'm around the coaching staff more i'm around you know the people that are pulling the trigger here the the the, the more the, confidence the you more have more confidence i have yeah. in what they're doing i thought they did i thought this team did a great job maneuvering their way through the draft picking up that quarterback that you needed to come in and see if he can he can be that franchise guy for you and, and time will tell whether he's going to be or not but uh, i i just i just can't look at these guys and say and 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 put my finger on something. I, I just didn't like what they did there. I wish they wouldn't. I, I can't say that. I think they've touched all. They they hit as many buttons as they as they could hit to try to fill the needs on a football team that going into the draft had a lot of needs. And had a lot of needs to to be uh, to have good people step into. And they put a lot of money in the bank 
for next year. Yes, no doubt. You know, which, which is really good because this isn't going to happen in one year. Yeah. You, know, you, you turn around and try to build a football team and build a franchise the way you want it in your liking, and it, it doesn't happen overnight, but this was a very good start. i got to ask you this, John, too. I, I You know, th- this whole Oakland Raiders thing to me now with Mayock and mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and, John Gruden. and Gruden and and getting rid of their scouts because they didn't trust them. And I, 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 I think that – I. I don't know. From a long distance, I, I feel like that's going to be a train wreck. I, I don't. I. I think that was all big smokescreen. To be honest with you, I don't. How could you do that to your entire staff? Well, they say they're going to get rid of all of them. They say they didn't want them anyway. So, they're not so happy they're with cleaning them. house. Well, that that's. You know, I mean, that's the that's the, you know, the rumor. The, that's, that's the, the rumor. The... That's kind of the the, the deals that you know. Hey, we we don't hey, trust you guys. So we so we trusted you for two and a half months to go out and get all this detail on all these guys, right? Go <laughs> out get the and hell get, out of here. Give us the input, and we're trusting the input yeah. you give us, but we don't trust the person that gave well, it to well, us. You know, Mike Mayock. I mean, look, I like Mike. Mike's mm-hmm. a good guy, and he's done all that stuff but i think stepping into a general manager's position a little bit of a different little different big different hat and and look you know john gruden you know john gruden every job that was available he was the top guy you know his i tell you his agent his agent did a a good job because i i don't know that john gruden's a very good coach to be honest with you right now but his agent certainly has put him in a position where a hundred million dollars 10 years and for a guy that you know that supposedly everybody wanted during the ten years or so that he wasn't coaching, but somehow he never took, never got one of those jobs. Right? I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, my man was making six million talking yeah, about yeah, it, so there right. was a lot of reasons hey, why he stayed. Man, you know, I got a credit out of football. Give him credit. Guy making some money. We'll see if he can make a football team. That's right. For John Kajemi, I'm Kim Bo Camper. We'll catch you next week, guys. Stay safe and uh, hey, go Dolphins. Absolutely. <laughs>